بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد In a month like this in the month of Ramadan two years after the Hijrah of our Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam An event occurred on the 17th day of the month of Ramadan. An event within which the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the signs of Allah jalla wa'az, the signs that indicate him, indicate his power, indicate his ability, his immense ability, indicate the fact that the authority, it belongs solely and absolutely to Allah. On that day, at that event, signs were manifested, indicating the truthfulness of the Messenger of Allah, Signs by which the Izza of Islam, it was gained and made manifest. And that is the event of the battle of Al-Badr. Now when the Messenger of Allah والسلام, once he came to know that the disbelievers, the polytheists, they are coming to attack then he asked the companions عليهم, he made mushawara he took advice from his companions even though he, it's the fact that Al-Wahi, it is revealed upon him revelation from the heavens is revealed upon him the speech of the Lord of the heavens and the earth is revealed upon him. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam was humble enough to take mushawara, advice and counsel from his companions. Up until the Ansar, they assured the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam that they are that they are with him and that they will defend him and protect him, even if it costs their lives. So when the Messenger of Allah, he heard this, then his face, it became brightened with happiness. And then he said, Siru wa abshiru, proceed and glad tidings to you. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ وَعَدَنِي إِحْدَى الطَّائِفَتَيْنِ For indeed Allah, he has promised me one of the two victories. وَإِنِّي قَدْ رَأَيْتُ مَصَارِعَ الْقَوْمِ and indeed, I've already seen the places where the people shall be killed, i.e. the places where the disbelievers, they shall be killed. So the Messenger of Allah, والسلام, he spent that night prior to the battle supplicating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, supplicating to him and beseeching him for victory and for his aid, and for his support. And then, when the Messenger of Allah, والسلام, when he saw the disbelievers on the morning, when he saw the army of the Quraysh, the polytheists, that had persecuted him and his followers, tortured him and his followers, killed some of his followers, 
driven him out and his followers وسلم, driven them out from their own town their own homeland after he sees these people that had oppressed him coming towards him and the messenger of Allah والسلام, when he realizes the numbers when he sees the numbers when he sees the numbers of these people that they were numbering close to a thousand yet he and his people that small band of believers that existed upon the face of the earth on that day were nothing more than 300 or so 300 and between 311 to 319 having nothing other than two horses and 70 camels to share between them so when the messenger of allah والسلام, when he saw them he makes dua and abu bakr عنه, he is with him so the messenger of allah والسلام, raising his hands facing the qibla he said allahumma hadhihi quraish ja'at bi khuyalaiha wa fakhriha oh allah here is the quraish here comes the quraish coming with its with its pride and its haughtiness ja'at tuhaduka wa tukadhibu rasulaka they have come Opposing you, O oh Allah, and they have come, denying your messenger, O oh Allah. Allahumma fa nasraka alladhi wa'adtani, Allahumma ahnihim al-ghada. Therefore, O oh Allah, I ask you for the help that you promised me. O oh Allah, destroy them in the day. The messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, he makes this supplication, raising his hands up to the up to the heavens, up until his underarms, the whiteness of his underarms, they can be seen. Mutadarri'an. He's beseeching Allah, entreating Allah Jalla wa az, imploring him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, like a humble slave. He says, Allahumma anjiz li ma wa'adtani. Allahumma inni anshuduka ahdaka wa wa'daka. Oh Allah, I ask you to fulfill for me what you promised me, to execute for me the promise that you promised me. Oh Allah, I beg you, I implore you, I beseech you, oh Allah, for the promise that you made to me, the guarantee that you made to me. Allahumma in tahlak, in tahlik hadihil. العصابه لن تعبد في في الارض بعد او الله if this band of believers if they become destroyed if they become annihilated then you will not be worshiped upon the earth after that abu bakr radiyallahu ta'ala anhu when he sees this he sees that the messenger of allah he's making dua imploring allah beseeching allah like a humble slave before his master raising his hands and the whiteness between the whiteness of his underarms they can be seen the rida because the messenger of allah was wearing an izar a waist wrap and a rida and a a cloak when the messenger of allah is imploring allah the rida from his shoulders it falls abu bakr he comes and he gets the rida and he puts it back on the shoulders of the messenger of allah the messenger of allah continues to Beseech and implore Allah Jalla wa'ala up until 
Abu Bakr, he says, Hasbuka munashadatuka munashadatuka rabbika. He says, sufficient is the imploring and the beseeching that you have made to your Lord, Ya Rasulullah. Abshir, fawalladhi nafsi biyadihi, layajziyanna Allahu, layajziyanna Allahu laka ma wa'adaka. He said to the Messenger of Allah, God tidings to you. Surely by he in whose hand is my life, surely Allah, he shall fulfill what he promised you. The Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wassalam, Allah jalla wa ala has said concerning him, لَقَدْ كَانَ, لقد كان لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةً حَسَنًا Indeed you have in the Messenger of Allah the finest example. The Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wassalam, even though he is the chief of the sons of Adam, and even, even though he is the best of anything ever created, and revelation descends down upon him, and he is the Khalil of Allah Jalla wa'az, in spite of all of that, a humble, like a humble, humble and submissive slave, he raises his hands and he implores Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and thus Allah Jalla wa'ala, he revealed the ayah, إِذْ تَسْتَغِيثُونَ رَبَّكُمْ فَاسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ Remember, when you implored your Lord, you beseeched your Lord, you asked your Lord for deliverance, for aid in a, in a situation of great and dire need, فَاسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ And then your Lord answered you. Think about the factors at that time. The odds were against the Muslims. They were outnumbered. The disbelievers, their enemies, were three times their number. The Muslims didn't have that strength. Yet Allah Jalla wa ala answered the supplication of the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam. On the night Allah sent down rain. Rain by which the believers, they ended, they ended up having some type of slumber. Some slumber by which they were revitalized and re-energized as opposed to the disbelievers. The Muslims, as a result of that rain... Allah granted comfort to their hearts and Allah made their feet steadfast as opposed to the disbelievers. And then on that day when the battle, it was about to commence, the disbelievers, Utbah ibn al-Rabi'ah and al-Walid, his son, Walid ibn Utbah, and then the brother of Utbah, Shaybah ibn al-Rabi'ah, these three, they came out and they want a mubarazah. They want a duel. So then three from the Ansar, they came out. Three from the helpers of Medina. They came out. So then Utbah ibn Rabi'ah, and he was from the, from the chiefs of the Quraysh. He was the one that got and uh, he beat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He is the one that beat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu up until Abu Bakr became unconscious. And then Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when he woke up from his consciousness, when he was at his, at his house, the first thing that Abu Bakr he says is, uh, how is the hal of the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam? So this man Utbah ibn al-Rabi'ah, he says, we don't want you to the Ansari, the three men from the Ansar, we don't want you. Rather, we want our cousins. We want our paternal cousins. We want the people from Quraysh, the people that are from our, us. 
those who left us and deserted us and humiliated us and caused shame upon us, shame upon us in front of the Arabs, the rest of the Arabs. We were humiliated because these people deserted us. We want them, we want our people. So then the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, he says, Qum ya Ali, Ali, his own cousin, get up. Qum ya Hamza, Hamza, his own uncle, get up. Qum ya Ubaidah, Ubaidah, his own uncle, get up. His own family members, the Messenger of Allah sent, his own blood. So they go out. Allahu Jalla wa Ala, the first battle and the first duel that ever took place, Allah gave them Nasr, Allah gave them victory. They slain all three of their opponents. The only one that ended up dying as a result of that, as a shaheed inshallah was Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He struck his opponent and the opponent struck him. And then Ali and Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, then they struck down that opponent. They took Ubaidah away. But his leg had come off and later on he passed away radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And then the battle began. And as we know, the Muslims, they were granted victory on that day. Great victory. The victory was azim and the disbelievers became frightened. Even though the disbelievers were three times the number of the Muslims. When they were taken, when they were taken as prisoners, of war. 70 of them were killed. Only 14 of the believers were killed. 14 of the believers. Six from the Muhajireen, six from uh, uh, the tribe of Khazraj, and two from the tribe of Aus. Only 14 of them were killed. Yet 70 of the disbelievers were killed, and 70 of them were taken as prisoners of war. One of them that was taken as a prisoner of war was Al Abbas. Anhu, the uncle of the Messenger of Allah at that time he had not yet embraced Islam he was taken as a prisoner so then the person who brought him as a prisoner he said I am the one that seized him as a prisoner what does Al-Abbas say he says no he did not take me it's not him that seized me as a prisoner but rather, I saw a man, a beautiful man, on a horse, a beautiful horse that I've never seen before, more beautiful than I've ever seen before. It's he that took me as a prisoner. But the person, the companion, he says, no, I'm the one that took him as a prisoner. The messenger said, no. Rather, it was a Malik Karim. It was a, it was a noble angel that was supporting him. It was a noble angel that took him as a prisoner. From the companions were those who went there. They're saying that we're about to go strike one of the enemy. One of the enemies. And then behold his nose is struck. He's lying on the ground. An angel comes upon a horse. Defending the believers on that day. As Allah Jalla he said. Remember when all of you. The messenger of Allah and the believers also. Supplicated and implored to Allah to help them. Fastajabalakum. Then Allah answered them. Inni mumiddukum bi alfim minal malaikati murdifin. When I supported you with 1,000 angels coming in succession. 
one after the other. Angels came and they went and then angels came and they went in support and aid of the believers. The Messenger of Allah والسلام, before the battle took place he said this is where so and so will die. This is where Abu Jahl will die. This is where Umayyah ibn Khalaf will die. This is where so and so will die. And the companions said that every single one of them died on the spot that the Messenger of Allah والسلام, said. Not, ex- not exceeding that spot at all. So what we learn from this and what we get from this, from this event, there are many ibrah, there are many lessons and many forms of admonishment and many forms of uh, lessons to take heed from, from the battle of Badr. But from among those lessons that we take from this is the great station of dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the power of dua, if you think about it, 300 believers, 1,000 disbelievers. And those 1,000 disbelievers, they were well equipped. Those 300 believers, they weren't well equipped. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He caused those believers to slaughter great numbers of those disbelievers and among those who were slaughtered were the, were the chiefs of the Quraysh, Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl, and who is the one that fine, made the final blow against him? Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The one that Abu Jahl used to, used to mock and intimidate in Mecca. You farm boy. Now Abdullah ibn Mas'ud ascends upon him. And he is the one that renders the final blow against him. Izza was granted. But if you were to look at the odds, then you would think that there's no chance for the, for the believers. But it shows the power of dua. That the kingdom, it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And power, it belongs to Allah. And authority belongs to Allah. And the reins of the heavens and the earth, they're in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all of these other factors, these material factors, they have no weight in reality. Allah jalla wa ala has asked us to call upon, upon Him. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ If my servants ask you concerning me, then tell them, I am near to them. I am near to them. I answer the supplication of the supplicant, of the one who prays to me, when he prays to me. Allah Jalla wa Ala, He's near to us. And He is not, He is not, He is not shy in answering our dua. He is not shy in answering our dua. You ask a human being for something, if you ask a human being, He might become, He might feel the burden of it. If you ask someone for something, he might feel the burden of the request that you're putting through to him. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he loves it when you ask him. He loves it and he loves you as a result of you asking him. If you think about the fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of these things that Allah has given to you, he's given you a heart and you never put a request to have the heart. He gave it to you without you asking him. Allah gave you eyes by which you can see those eyes. You never had to put in a request. And then Allah granted to you. Rather, He gave it to you without asking, without asking Him, subhana. Allah Jalla wa'ala put the eyelashes there that guard your eyes from being harmed without you having asked Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided you without you having asked Him. He gives you security without you having asked Him. 
So if it's the case that Allah has given you all of these things without you having asked Him, then min babi awla, it goes without saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer your supplication and that your dua, it carries weight before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you ask Him for something, when you implore Him for something. But however, you ask Him not half-heartedly, but you ask Him wholeheartedly. You ask Him humbled and debased like the Messenger of Allah did, raising his hands and the whiteness of his underarms can be seen, beseeching Allah, imploring Allah, begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah jalla wa ala, he has said in his book, Ya ayyuhan nas, antumul fuqara ilallah, O human beings, O mankind, you are fuqara, you are destitute in front of Allah, you are poor in front of Allah, needy in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallahu huwa al hamid Yet Allah, He is ghani. Allah, He is the one that is free of all needs. Allah, He is the one that is worthy of all praise. So yes, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah loves it and Allah will love you for asking Him. But there's a manner in which you ask Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's a manner in which you implore, implore Him jalla wa'az. And that is not that you call upon Him half-heartedly, with a half-heart, but you call Him wholeheartedly humble, debased, just like a slave when he's in front of his master. Humble, debased, humiliated. Ask him in that manner. Ask him in that manner. And your Rabb, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will answer you. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam wa sallallahu ma'ala nabina Muhammad. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.